My name is Dr. Bart Precourt. Welcome to the Health Made Simple podcast. These podcasts will help you create simple strategies and simple habits so you can get back to being the best version of yourself. Hey everyone, Dr. Bart here and welcome back to the Health Made Simple podcast. And if you're a first time listener, it's nice to have you here. And if you haven't listened to any of my podcasts before, there's a real simple premise and that's this, that health is simple. That our bodies, human bodies, we were designed to be healthy. The challenge is that sometimes we've gotten off track. We get off with the way that we move our bodies or don't move them. We get off the way that we think and the things that we believe in, we, the things that we do or don't put into our bodies. And as a result of it, we wake up one day and, and maybe our health isn't exactly what we want. But keep this in mind, that all your body wants is to be healthy. And it was literally created and designed to be that way. Yet sometimes we have to get back to foundations. Actually, not even sometimes, always. We can't skip the foundations. And today's podcast specifically is going to be all about kids and getting back to some of the very specific foundations that are absolutely essential for our children to have an opportunity to be the best versions of themselves, to be the best human being that they possibly can be. And this isn't just one magic pill. So um, I know I know. sometimes we think there's one thing, but there's not. And, but I'm going to give you a very specific kind of five-step strategy today to incorporate. And the beauty here is this, is that you do not have to do all five perfectly. If there's just one of them that you get a little bit better on, that's awesome. And uh, my, my quick disclaimer is that, hey, listen, I'm not a parent. I have, you know, um, but that being said, I have been taking care of kids for over two decades now, 20, 21 years. In fact, my youngest patient, it was uh, six hours old and my oldest being 101. So a little bit of every, everything in between. And my reason it's sharing that with you is because literally foundations for health, foundations for human, human health it's really all the same. We're going to get back to it here because our kids right now are the most vulnerable and the most sought after to get off track. And I'm going to explain those in a little bit. In fact, unfortunately, even you know when I was thinking about creating this podcast, the beginning part of this is going to sound like doom and gloom. And I really don't like this part of it. But I also feel I have a responsibility, quite frankly, to share with you what's going on because there's a lot more going on now than there ever has been. And when I say going on, I mean there's more things interfering with children's health. And listen, if you have bad health as a children, it makes obvious sense that it's going to be more difficult later in life. And we can make differences no matter where we've been or what you've been diagnosed with, what your children's are de- your children are dealing with, there's always opportunities to start moving the needle toward health. So, I apologize in advance if this some of this is going to sound like doom, you know, doom and gloom, but I will tell you, I will not leave you hanging. I'm going to give you a strategy, a five-step strategy that you just start incorporating. You start incorporating some of these healthier habits. Some of these, you know, there'll be some for nutrition and lifestyle, but we'll incorporate whatever you can and then you keep building on it and know that they're foundational. We don't do them for a week. And this is my other disclaimer. The ones I'm talking about, you don't do them, try them, and then give them up because they didn't work overnight. Health is a process and it's a journey. And I think I think everyone listening to that understands that. So let's talk just a little bit about what what's going on with our kids. And I'll tell you as a practitioner, this last probably 
three years has been borderline alarming to me. Alarming in the sense that I see children having what used to be considered adult issues. I see more children now with things like anxiety and depression. Unfortunately, right now, as many as one in eight to as many as one in three kids are experiencing anxiety type symptoms, which is my opinion, it's an insanity, and I'm going to give you some explanations for why that happens. Um, and then again, the foundation. So today isn't going to be about how we fix autism or anxiety or ADD or obesity, but rather the foundations for all of them. So kind of, you know, just hang with me. We're going to get through this pretty quick here. ADHD, ADD, one in 10 kids, 42% increase in the last eight years. Obesity, almost 20% of our kids are being diagnosed as obese in our country. Autism, a couple years ago, three years ago, it's one in like 63, I believe. Now, just three years later, it's one in 59. Folks, we have to open up our minds to this and understand it's not one cause. So again, this isn't gonna be a big conversation about vaccines or anything like that. This is about foundational health today. What else? Autoimmune conditions. This is the alarming one to me. I see more kids with autoimmune conditions. And the reason that's alarming is because typically, when we think about autoimmune, at least traditionally in in typical healthcare, we think autoimmune conditions, oh, this just happened to your body. This is where your, an autoimmune condition is where your body is actually starting to attack itself. It might be a skin issue. It might be something like Hashimoto's, which is a thyroid condition. There's all kinds. Celiac disease is considered autoimmune. There's so many of them, and usually when you're diagnosed with them, they just say it's autoimmune. There's nothing you can really do. And I know there's always strategies, but that's the general understanding. And the challenge here is that they're not necessarily hereditary. But what we're seeing is that more and more children are being diagnosed with what are usually considered late-stage autoimmune conditions, meaning that you'll see people within their 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s. I'm seeing seeing it now in children. Celiacs is probably the number one. That and skin conditions like eczema and psoriasis and stuff like that. And again, rather than me giving you specific strategies on how to fight that label, we have to get back to basics. And again, I'm not going to leave you hanging. I'm going to give you a five-part strategy. And any any, if not all of them, that you can do to improve those is going to make the potential for your children to have a healthier, more vibrant, to live up to their potential. It's going to give them a better opportunity to do those things. So that's kind of the doom and gloom. And really, the number one thing we're seeing now is gut issues in children, anxiety in children. And those are huge, huge, huge. And they absolutely are related. If I, And one thing I will tell you that you can test for this. You can test the state of your body, of your child's health. And when I say child, you know, heck, you know, any, you know, let's just say zero to 20, that maybe we're talking about, you know, anywhere from zero to 20 years old. There's an at-home test. It's a, it's a functional medicine test called an, orga- an organic acid test. This test is fantastic, and the beauty of it is it's an at-home urine test, so the kids don't have to go get blood, and that's always been a big challenge in helping really figuring out what's going on with children, but we have this test. It's an at-home urine test. We get the results seven to 10 days later, and it gives us so much data to help understand what's going on on the inside 
of our children's of our in our, the inside of our children's bodies. It gives us neurotransmitter levels, and that is neurotransmitters things like serotonin and dopamine. They are directly linked to anxiety and depression. If we understand what's low, we can then be very specific in helping our children out in those in those categories. Things like candida, funguses, mold, bacteria overgrowth. We can all of that information can be extracted from our, from an organic acid test, and then we can be very specific on how we approach it, whether it be a dietary changes, lifestyle changes, certain herbs or supplements. But that test, if you want to test your children, that is my beginning go-to test, and especially because it's at home and it's urine, it's very non-invasive, um, really something kind of easy to do. Even that test even lets us know how the you know how your children are, you know, metabolizing your B vitamins and C vitamins. So it really gives us a really good picture there. And that's, that's if you want to test, but that isn't necessarily going to take us away from already starting these foundational things. So what's causing all of this? So, and I need to address this too. And this is going to sound like a little bit more doom and gloom because this is real stuff and it is not going away. And I kind of have a a list of things then. There's almost like a top list of things that are causing all of these challenges, and, and um, all of them matter, and it's important that we kind of pay attention. So, no particular order here, but maybe first, maybe at, <laughs> close to the top of it is genetically modified foods. We call them GMOs, and I want to give at least a little bit of understanding of why that is more important now than it ever has been. So, genetically modified foods are foods that we are now making in laboratories that literally contain. Most of them contain something called glyphosate. Glyphosate is the same chemical that is used in Roundup that we put on your lawns. And that is what keeps things like bugs away and it keeps uh, weeds from growing. The challenge here is this, is that nothing living wants to eat it. Nothing living does good with it. And when we're putting this into our body, free pass over and over and over again, it inhibits our ability to create better cells, to create new cells. So the turnover of growth, the turnover of creating vitality and health within the body is now, it, it's being attacked on a daily basis. So every time we're putting GMO food, genetically modified organisms into our body, it is attacking our body. And this is probably the leading cause of things like leaky gut. And listen, it's not new in our world, meaning the clinical nutrition or functional medicine world, but it's still not mainstream enough where we have really opened our eyes to how detrimental these GMOs are. Now, what's the difference now than someone like myself or maybe you, you know, I'm, I, I turned 50 years old this this year. So I'm obviously I'm a, old, a little bit older than your children, yet the reason this is so important now, these genetically modified foods have only been around for about 15, 20 years, hardcore for maybe 15 years. Meaning that if your child is 15 years old, there's a good chance that they grew up on and have been eating almost their entire life these genetically modified foods. And this is not good, folks. I can't emphasize this enough. We've got to do our best to really pay attention of what's going in the human body because if it's not designed for humans, the body has to defend itself. And inevitably, if it's always defending itself, it becomes vulnerable for breakdown on many, many, many levels. So these genetically modified foods you know, the kids literally are growing up on them nowadays where someone like myself 40 years ago, 
they didn't even exist, or if they did, they were very, very few and in between. So we were still eating whole foods. I'm not saying that our diets were perfect. Hey, listen, I grew up on peanut butter and jelly. I grew up on having snacks and, and you know, and potato chips and Doritos and stuff like that. But we didn't have the genetically modified foods. And then, of course, vaccines. Hey, listen. If you're in my generation, you probably grew up with between 12, 14, 15, 16 different vaccines through the course of your childhood, and now we're pushing 40. So whether you want to call them bad or good, we can't ignore the obvious. We are bombarding these young human beings, their lives, their bodies with massive amounts of chemicals. So regardless of your philosophy on that, it just wouldn't make sense for us to ignore that these are chemicals, that these are toxins to the human body. So I don't want to go too deep into the vaccines, but we have to address it. They're getting two, three plus times more now than they ever, ever have. So then we go to the topic of sugar. And this should be probably top of my list because this one you can really, really control. Sugar downregulates the human body, downregulates our immune system. It downregulates our, our neurotransmitters, things like serotonin and dopamine. That which is that's our mood. It downregulates our, our ability to build up muscle. Down it increases the amount of inflammation in our body. And I know everyone listening to this, you know that we should be eating less sugar. The challenge here is this is that sugar is tricky. Sometimes we think we're only producing or only eating sugar when we have a candy bar or a soda. And those are the obvious ones. Let's, let's scratch those. We're at Gatorade. And yes, Gatorade has as much sugar in it as a Snickers bar does. Yet, all the other foods, these high processed carbohydrates, these snacks, these breads, these cookies, these muffins, they are equivalent to sugar when, when we consume them, it's metabolized just like it's sugar. So we gotta put all of those into the same category of of sugars, meaning all of these carbohydrates, these simple carbohydrates that have zero nutritional value, they are in the same category as sugars. And then, of course, chemicals. Heck, some of them we don't even know. You know, I live down here at the beach and I see regularly we're lathering up our children in all these uh, suntan lotions and sunscreens, but the amount of chemicals that are in there going directly from their skin, which is the largest organ in the human body, it's absorbing it, sending it directly to the liver. Whether we protect ourselves from this, the sun is a different topic, but these chemicals are going directly into our body. So anything we're putting onto our body, this goes for adults too. So listen, this strategy, I'm talking about children today, and this is a human strategy, human strategy to get ourselves back to the best versions of ourselves. So anything goes on in, in, onto your skin goes directly to your liver, which means then it goes into the bloodstream. So we got to be really mindful of just asking ourselves, at what point, how many chemicals, how many GMOs, how many vaccines, how many drugs and medications can we take before literally we should expect our bodies to then call a timeout and break down a little bit? And then so, you know, so GMOs and then listen, maybe be the, the biggest cause maybe the biggest cause, quite frankly, of, and it's because we have so many gut issues is the use of antibiotics. And again, 
This isn't a day to call them good or bad. And if you listen to my podcast, uh, that um, I think is getting, it's being released right now, I did a podcast very specifically on antibiotic use and having a strategy. What happens if you do take one? You have to have a strategy for what to do afterwards. And then if you choose not to take one, what strategy you're going to use instead of just crossing your fingers. So make sure you find that one and listen to that if you haven't done that already. So that category of things it really should just open our eyes saying, hey, listen, I've got to take some action steps. I've got to essentially be aware. And that's the first thing. Are we aware? And that's what I want today to be at a bare minimum. We create awareness. Then we have to adapt, create a strategy, which I'm going to give you, and then it's all on you to execute. So let's dive into a little bit. We talked about the causes. There's, there's the doom and gloom part. Now let's, let's just dive into the, the strategies because this is where it can get kind of fun knowing that we are going to have a plan to help our children be the big, become the best versions of, our, of themselves. So number one is lifestyle. And listen, I get that some of this can be like kind of obvious, but allow yourself to look at this area and just see where you can make improvements. So first off with the kids nowadays, get outside. It doesn't cost you money. All it requires you to get your kids outside. I've been, for the last month or so, I've been asking my parents to monitor how much time their children spends outside on a daily basis. And basically the, the most common that comes back is less than an hour. I mean, add up every minute that they're outside. So if you're just traveling back and forth to school in and out of your car, you'd be shocked. And this goes for adults too. I've been guilty of this. There's been times I know I have not spent an hour outside. And if there's something clear that's natural for the human body is to be outside, to ground ourselves in nature and be outside with the sun and the temperature changes and the grass and the weeds and all of those things. So get our kids outside. I know growing up, and many of you can relate to this, I would come inside, my mom would just tell me to get outside. <laughs> no matter what, I came inside during the middle of the day and if, was, you know, if the sun was out, she'd kick me out of the house. What should I do, mom? Get outside. That was the answer. So let's get back to nature as much as we can. With that being said, in terms of lifestyle, and again, this is something that's new for our children that I didn't grow up with, most likely you didn't grow up with, and that is our cell phones and social media. Again, this is where we have to be aware. It is not going away. So creating boundaries, creating a strategy of how you're going to help your children better manage something that actually can take away their health. One of the things I do want to address here is something called blue light. And if you're a parent and your child is experiencing ADD, ADHD, anxiety, depression, please listen closely. So blue light is something that is that you, the sun naturally produces and it's strongest first thing in the morning. And what that blue light does is it shuts off a hormone called melatonin. Now, melatonin is part of your, uh, you know, basically your sleep hormone. It's also a precursor to serotonin, which is your feel-good hormone. That is, it keeps us balanced. A lack of that, a lack of melatonin production and lack of serotonin production is one of the primary causes behind things like anxiety, and ADD because the brain becomes imbalanced. The reason I'm pointing this out is because our phones, our computers produce a tremendous amount of blue light. Now, naturally, there's more, more blue light coming from the sun in the first part of the day when we don't want melatonin, when we want to be wide awake and ready to go. And at the end of the day, the sun goes down, there's no blue light. The challenge here is this. 
we now have an entire culture of people that are using their phones at night in the dark, at night in their beds, and they're on their laptops, and they're, they're all these different gadgets at night that are producing the blue light. The challenge there is this, is that it's reducing the body's natural desire to produce melatonin, which again, is a precursor to helping us make serotonin. And without that serotonin production, we are opening the gates for all kinds of behavioral disorders. So again, sometimes the challenge is we're trying to fix behavioral modifications without addressing the biochemistry of the human body. And that's where that problem lies. So lifestyle is the first strategy. Do something, incorporate something on a daily basis. One of my favorite activities to get outside is when I walk my dogs. It's perfect. And I do it without my phone. So listen, when you're out there, be connected to the earth. Be connected you know, to your dogs and, and your people that you're walking with, whatever it may be. But get outside. Maybe you even exercise out there. So the second one, again, this is going to seem really, really obvious. Yet our busy lifestyles... You know, I see it culturally, too, that this is really, um, you know, unfortunately, I think I see less and less of this. Give a ton of love and attention, not just instructions. There's so much going on right now and our lives are so busy and our children's lives are being stimulated from so many places. They need an anchor. Really, what I'm saying is that I'm going to encourage you for you to become a better leader. Remember this, please remember this, and this is the way it always works, that your children are watching and learning and will replicate what you are doing. They're watching your mood, they're paying attention. How you handle stressful situations, do you snap, do you get real mad, do you make, you know, do you get frustrated? They're watching it and then they will mimic them. They're mimicking and watching your diet. If you don't care, they won't care. If you got excuses, they're going to have excuses. And then even things like your relationships, how you interact within the family. So I'm going to encourage you to act as if your children are always watching and would you want them to mimic what you're doing? So allow yourself to just raise the bar. Hey, listen, I'm not telling you you know, <laughs> how to parent here. I'm telling you, for strategies, these are incredibly important. And yet sometimes we just put them aside and we act like they don't matter. And I'm just going to try to take one magic pill. And I think we all know that that doesn't work that way. All right. So lifestyle, number one, more love and attention, really leadership, number two. And then number three, we're going to talk about some of the things to avoid. My top three things that if you can start to remove these out of your child's essentially nutrition, I'm not even calling nutrition, out of your child's mouth, um, then you're going to be doing a better thing. You're going to be leading them in a direction of at least allowing them to build up health. Number one, I already spoke of it, GMOs. Number two, sugars. Number three, gluten. And listen, this is the big one. This GMOs, a lot of times just go around the grocery store and you're looking for non-GMO. But what is really important here is gluten. I mentioned earlier that celiacs is probably the fastest rising autoimmune condition in children. And that is a sensitivity toward gluten. And it creates all kinds of disorders in the gut. And if you have a gut disorder, you have a health disorder, big time between mood and energy. So gluten is a big time inhibitor of human health. Without going into all the details of why there was one day that we could handle it and why we can't now, GMOs with that glyphosate are causing leaky gut nonstop and are one of the reasons that we can no longer hand gluten. Gluten will cause emotional disorders. It will cause brain fog. It will cause 
cause lack of energy. It will cause inflammation in the human body. If you haven't gotten off gluten yourself, I'm telling you right now, you want to change things. That is the simplest and but most powerful thing I think you could probably change. What does that mean? Anything that is a grain's got to go. Wheat, barley, rye. You got to be a hawk. Look out for it. And listen, the truth is here, as soon as someone tells me it's hard, I'm going to tell you to toughen up because right now it's never been easier. There are alternatives for everything out there. Gluten. There's gluten-free pizzas. There's there's gluten-free breads, etc. Yeah, I still want you to be smart about this. Just because it says gluten-free doesn't mean it's good for you. What I do want you to watch out for here is that a lot of the gluten has been replaced by corn. And we just went through a decade of trying to get you know genetically modified corn out of people's bodies. So put on your strategy caps, put on your thinking cap. It does matter. And, it, and at the end of the day, is it going to be a little work? In the beginning, it feels like work. Anything, of course, that we're trying to change, it'll seem like work. Yet, the more you do it, the more it becomes habit, and then it just becomes easy once again. But it only becomes easy once it becomes habit. So GMOs, sugar, and gluten, those are the three top ones to target. And and if you can do it, if you can wipe them out, awesome. Yet, I would also allow yourself the permission to ease into this. If you need to, if, if your child's health is really being challenged now, go cold turkey, but get with a practitioner, uh, someone like myself, a clinical nutrition, someone do practicing functional medicine that can help you step by step develop a strategy for your child and maybe even help your child understand the differences here. So listen, kids don't understand what eating good means. They still are in tune with their bodies, meaning that if they feel like having sugar, which their their little sugar receptors are plowing them toward, that makes sense to them. And that's where it is so important that we allow ourselves to step up and lead them because they're just listening to their body. They don't get that they're supposed to eat healthy. That's our job. They don't get that there's good food, bad food. And that's our job to help them lead them through that. And that's not their responsibility. Hopefully, As you lean them toward better nutrition and better health habits, they then can start to experience what it's like when they can sleep through the night, when they can control their behaviors. One of the the more challenging things I see is when there's a child who has ADD and ADHD and they have these abnormal behaviors that we try to correct that behavior with behavior modifications. And I'll say this again. Those symptoms are not necessarily poor behavior. You know, you've asked your child to do things a thousand times, they're not doing it. But the root of those are biochemical imbalances. So if you want to fix those behaviors, fix the biochemistry. So those are the things to remove. If I was going to keep that list going, those are my top threes. I would get rid of dairy to go with that. And that's, uh, you know, our, our milk nowadays, we've kind of been hypnotized over the years. But I think most people are, are, are kind of coming around and understand that we don't need milk for, for good vitamin D or calcium. In fact, it's a very poor source of it. Um, and it's so processed nowadays that it, it almost always causes inflammation within the body. So GMOs, sugar, gluten, dairy, start there. You know, the obvious is sodas fall into that category, the Gatorades, all the stimulants. Those are kind of no-brainers. If our kids are, you know, drinking stimulants and these energy drinks, that's a slippery slope and it's it's really not going anywhere good. So now we'll switch to what can your children eat 
what what is and this can be the difficult part. I was that child. I was so I had an older brother when we were young, and my older brother ate everything, and I ate nothing. I was that pain in the ass to my mom. So for those moms and dads out there right now that just have that child that doesn't eat anything, that you go to battle every night, I've got a plan for you because I was that child. So with that being said, let's cover the topics that the priority ones. First, first and foremost, it's vegetables, then vegetables, then vegetables. This, this is the most important. Our emphasis is usually on things like our protein and our animal meats and stuff like that. And that's going to be part of this. But vegetables, vegetables, vegetables. And here is why. Your vegetables are what give your body antioxidants. All of these things that I'm talking about, the GMOs, the sugars, the, the bad foods, the processed foods, the chemicals, those are all toxins within the body. They need a surplus and a variety of antioxidants within the body. Even when you eat good meat, you produce free radicals. Our vegetables give us antioxidants. Ideally, we're having seven to nine servings of vegetables and fruits on a daily basis. This is very difficult for me to do, and I can imagine that it'd be very difficult for many people listening to this, as well as getting our children to do this. Yet you have to start somewhere. In my house, when I was young, so again, I don't have any children, but I was one. This is how it worked out. Wrong or right, judge it if you want. My mom served dinner, and if I ate it, cool, I ate. If I didn't eat, I didn't eat. This would happen at least once a week. And there was very, very, very many nights that I went to bed without eating because when my mom cooked, that was what we ate. So we, you can choose however you want to get about that, but just compromising and say, well, they got to eat something and then intentionally, and this is where the leadership comes in, intentionally then giving them something bad just so they have something in their gut is not serving them on the bigger picture here. And I know that sounds like a little tough love, but again, this is about awareness. Just putting something in a kid's gut is not the answer for them not eating good. So, and again, I'm going to help you with a little bit of strategy here, ways to kind of work around that. And listen, all of this I know is going to be some effort, yet it's have the awareness, create a strategy, and then execute. Figure out after you execute how well things worked, and then keep going at it. This isn't I tried that, didn't work, and then let it go. All right, so we got to eat more vegetables absolutely positively. And then with our proteins, that's your chicken, egg, fish, meat. Find ones that they like, but do your absolute best to make sure that these are high quality proteins. Some of our animal products right now are so processed that really they're not, they can almost work against us. So we got to watch like, listen, like fried chicken, not so good, right? And fried fish, you know that, but we have to hear that those do not substitute having good healthy proteins that have good healthy fats and nutrients and amino acids. At that level, when we have a processed food, we're not getting all of that good, those good proteins from our food. So it's important that we are, again, paying attention that, you know, if we go out and you get your kid to eat some salmon, that it's not farm raised, that rather it's wild caught Alaskan salmon. So we still have to educate ourselves, be aware of it. And then, yes, we, we have to do more now than we ever, ever, ever have. So hopefully I've hit that point home and I get it. And when you do it, the benefit will be for your children. And, and all of this, of course, applies to you. So and then the other part is more good fats. And the good fats, things like coconut oil, olive oil, eggs, olives, nut butters, 
um, all of these. So here's your strategy. So I want to simplify this for you. And you're going to look at your kid's plate and say, well, how do I know just on a regular basis without overthinking this? How do I make sure that they're just doing pretty darn good? And this is the rule. I want you to have what I call my FFP rule, fiber, fat, and protein. Every time you look down at your child's plate and you've served them, make sure that they have fiber. That will come from fruit and veggies. Make sure that they have fat. That will come from things I just spoke of, avocado, coconut oil, olive oils, uh, olives, um, uh, egg yolks, all of those super healthy for us. And that's what helps develop their brains. Those good fats are so incredibly important for protecting the cells within the body. And I'm going to get to this more when I talk about supplements. So the FFP rule and then the P is for protein. So when you look down at the plate, and here's how easy it is. I look down at their plate. I got them a salad. And on top of that salad, they have a piece of chicken. It's drowned in an olive oil, a little bit of olive avocado, and maybe there's some olives on the plate, fiber, fat, and protein. Boom. That's it. It's no more complicated than that. And there's a good chance that they'll really even enjoy that. So if you can get them in that habit and making sure that at least every day they have a complete meal, a fiber, fat, and protein meal, that really becomes the target here. All right, so that was strategy number four. So number one, lifestyle. Number two, give love, attention, and make sure that you become the leader. Number three, things to avoid like GMO, sugar, gluten. Number four are things we should eat, and it was veggies, 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 then healthy, high-quality proteins, high-quality, healthy fats, and following the fiber, fat, and protein rule. Every time, at least, I'm, I, would, I would encourage every time you have a meal, and this goes for you as well, you look down, you got fiber, fat, and protein, you're doing good. All right, so number five, and this strategy is one that I would say that apply this one, and this is supplementation. This is not to supplement your good diet, I mean a bad diet, yet absolutely positively, there's no way our children right now are nutritionally balanced, not a chance. So I'm going to limit this to actually two recommendations. Could there be a whole bunch more? Yes. Once you get beyond these two, that's when I suggest, you know, reach out to, you know, a healthcare practitioner. Again, help allow yourself to use the experience and use the advice of someone who's been there, done that. So when you are taking actions, the strategy that you have is a proven strategy. So there are two supplements I'm going to recommend for children. And I'll give you actually even the brands that I use, um, but there's others out there. You don't have to use these ones. There's others out there. And the first supplement is going to be a whole food multivitamin. I am not talking about Flintstone gummy bear vitamins. All right. If you if you have those, listen, I know you know that those aren't good. We both know they're not good. They might be yummy. And here's the good news. If you have your children in the habit of taking supplements, and that's all that this requires. If you have them, good, we'll just switch it up. We're going to make sure that if you're going to put it into the human body, you're going to put it into your child's body that you're going to make sure that it has value and that it's going to give to that child. I use one very specifically, and there's a chewable version of this as well, called Catalin. It's uh, a product from Standard Process. It's been around since the 1920s. It was the first whole food supplement made in our country. And I use this very specifically because it is a whole food. Literally, this comes from food. Doesn't come from a chemist, chemical plant. Doesn't come from, you know, a whole bunch of synthetic supplements. This comes from real food, and it's going to have your B vitamins and literally other foods like desiccated adrenal glands and liver. That's where you get the most 
potent sources of your B vitamins, have vitamin D in there. This whole food supplement not only will provide your child with a foundation of good nutrients, minerals, trace minerals and vitamins and even some some glandulars that allow for even more vitamins, but this is going to provide it so your child's body can absorb more nutrients. And that is a big a big bonus of having some type of whole food multivitamin. The, the particular one I, I use is from Standard Process. You can call our office. We'll be happy to send it to you or, or you, know, you can come by our office and pick it up. But I like that probably more than any other out there because I'm not a big fan of putting synthetic vitamins into children because there's still things that your liver has to break down. So that's why the, we don't see a lot of great results from vitamin supplementation because so many of the supplements out there are synthetic. So we want to avoid those. And I and uh, you'll hear me talk about these in podcasts all the time that if we're going to put it into the human body, if we're going to choose organic foods, we're going to choose non-GMO foods, grass-fed meats. And when it comes to our supplements, it only makes sense that we still go with that philosophy that is a whole food. So that's number one, a whole food supplement. There's a chewable version. It's called Catalin. Um, made from standard process. The only challenge with that one, and I apologize for this, um, is that you need to get that through a provider. I do not recommend buying it online. It, it means it's somehow it's a black market product. Um, make sure you get it through a provider. They're only offered through doctors. Um, but it, again, like if you, if you need, so just reach out to our office. We'll be happy to help you out with that. The second, and this is not second important, this is equal to this, is a high quality fish oil. This would include things like omega-3s. This is big, big time important. Even if your kid eats fish every now and then. If you, if you or your kid, and this goes for you too. This, uh, Listen, every one of us needs to be on a fish oil. I don't know a single healthcare practitioner that is practicing you know, clinical nutrition, functional medicine, if they're a health coach, that also doesn't agree with this statement that everybody would benefit from more omega-3s, from more fish oils. Now listen, I get people say, well, I eat a lot of fish. If you are eating fish regularly, I'm talking four or five days a week, and you are eating high fatty fish, and there's five of them, I'm gonna rip them off real quick here. That would be things like sardines, anchovies, mackerel, trout, wild caught salmon. If you're eating that group of fish right there four or five days a week, then no, you probably don't need a, a, you know, a fish supplement. Or, or you could even, the days that you have those, you could probably not take your supplements, your your fish oils. But other than that, you need to be taking them. Or I, I don't even like to use the word need. It would benefit you to take them. Now, these fatty acids, and that's really what they are, essential fatty acids. This is what makes up the outer layer of cells. Our cells. That's what creates the integrity and strength of the human cell. This is what protects your brain from things like dementia and Alzheimer's. It decreases inflammation in the body. It helps us recover from muscle breakdown and wear and tear. I could go on and on about the benefits, but I will tell you this, that we need them. And we can only get them from diet and our body does not make them. So that's why they're called essential fatty acids. My favorite old school is cod liver oil. And a couple reasons. And listen, there's a lot of good ones out there. Cod liver is probably my favorite simply because this comes from the liver of the fish. And as a result of that, very specifically and almost unique to cod liver, you're going to get the naturally occurring vitamin A and vitamin D. Now, it's not as much as you need in terms of like enough vitamin D for the day, yet 
the fact that they're coming together, those are, again, those are fat-soluble vitamins that are very difficult to get when it comes to good nutrition. So that's one of my favorites. So that means that cod liver oil, not only is it doing all of those things, but it's also helping you things like your immune system and, and mood and, and function of your body and energy levels. So those two supplements, a whole food multivitamin in addition to a fish oil. And there's a lot of good tasty ones. And again, I'm not saying you got to use, I get mine through standard process, the cod liver oil. There are other good ones you can use. There are some tunas. If you are using tuna, I'm going to encourage that you know that it is, you know, not a toxic tuna. There's some out there that are better than others. All oils, you should be able to throw the capsule in your mouth and bite that capsule and it shouldn't taste awful. Um, if it tastes awful, there's a good thing, a good chance that it's rancid. If you take fish oils and you happen to burp them up and it tastes really bad, one of two things, either you have a hard time digesting healthy fats, and that's, that's I see that more and more every day, or you've got a bad fat, so you got to change that up or a bad oil. So those two things, those two supplements, whole food multivitamin and a fish oil, my favorite old school cod liver oil. Yet in my office, we carry some others that are absolutely yummy, yummy, yummy. The liquid version is take a teaspoon a day for the kids, and it becomes really, really easy. The key here, folks, is this. It is consistency is king, and that goes with everything with our health. It's not, I tried that one time and they didn't like it. We have to allow ourselves to develop strategies that allow our children to get healthier and healthier. We can't leave it up to them to choose their foods because at this point, it's not just it's not just choosing the right food. Remember, you are up against a beast. You are up against two of the largest marketing companies or industries in the absolute world, and that is the food industry and the drug industry. They used to be they just marketed you, but now they market your children. When they go, when you go into the store and you see all those boxes with all those colors and all those characters on it, that's not for you. <laughs> that's for your kid. They're moving their brains, the commercials. Who wouldn't want to eat Fruit Loops after a watching one of those commercials, right? So, or a Pop-Tart. So understand that you're up against it. So you're going to have to become an awesome leader. And that's really, really, really what I'm hoping today is that you choose to level up today. You choose by listening to this, you go, you know what? Listen, five-step strategy. It's not that difficult. I'm going to get a little better in one of these things, if not all of them. I'm going to improve my child's lifestyle. I'm going to kick them out of the house a little bit, get them off their phone, create boundaries. Maybe they can't use it after dark. I don't know. Find out what works. But no, we don't want that blue light at night. We give them more love and attention, especially establish better leadership. They are watching everything that you do. We're going to avoid some things. We're going to do our best to avoid GMOs, avoid gluten, and avoid sugars. Those are my primaries. If you can also you know, get rid of the dairy, that would be great. We're going to eat a variety of foods. We're going to mix it up as much as you can. Your primary target is going to be vegetables, vegetables and vegetables, grass-fed organic meats and proteins, and then, of course, you know better fats. Then we're going to follow the FFP rule. Every time you make a meal for your child, make sure that there's fiber on that plate, there are fats on that plate, and there's a protein. And last but not least, and it's probably the easiest strategy and will have the biggest gain in the short term, is making sure that we give them the right supplements. And I'm only talking about two today. And that, that's where I would start any child, and that would be with a you know, good old-fashioned fish oil that helps their brains, it helps their bodies, and then also a whole food multivitamin. All right. So that's my wrap for today. Hopefully it wasn't too much doom and gloom. And hopefully you walk away a little bit empowered that you can, you know, take this information and do something literally today. Remember, health is simple. 
I, everything I just talked about, not rocket science. I'm sure you've heard almost all of that before. Now it comes down to will you be the person that implements these changes, implements these strategies? And listen, if you fall flat on your face, no big deal. Get up and just start over again. Uh, and as usual, if uh, you know someone that might benefit from hearing from this, maybe it's a mom or a dad or anyone, maybe even a, an expecting parent so they can start to strategize prior. That would be absolutely awesome. You want to follow me more than just on this podcast, you can follow me on Facebook. That's in just under my name, Bart Precourt, and I go live every single morning with a simple health tip. Follow me on Instagram, and that's Dr. Bart Precourt. With that being said, make sure you take some intentional direction, some intentional action for your mind, for your body, for your health. Y'all be awesome. Thanks for listening to the Health Made Simple podcast. If you have a question or email you'd like me to answer or a topic you want me to cover, just go ahead and send us an email. To get my simple health tip on a daily basis, follow me on Facebook at Dr. Bart Precourt. And remember, your body is designed to be healthy. So let's make this the healthiest year of your life by taking more action than you ever have before.